This is Valley Public Radio. I'm David Alce. Welcome to Young Artist Spotlight. Support for Young Artist Spotlight comes from the Bonner Family Foundation and from the California Arts Council's Arts in Public Media grant. This season of Young Artist Spotlight is all about trying new things, all new kinds of ways of putting on performances, overcoming hurdles, and working through constraints. And in the spirit of trying new things, in this episode of Young Artist Spotlight, we step outside of our tradition of musical performance to hear an innovative and original high school production from the theater department at Stockdale High School. In the fall of 2020, collaborating virtually, these amazing students explored the realm of radio drama. I had a chance to speak with drama teacher Guinevere Park Hall and some of the students involved in the production. Guinevere Park Hall joins us from Stockdale High School. Hey, Guinevere. Hello. So theater in the midst of COVID really can't do that. There's no safe way to do that together and and in collaboration. So you were already kind of dealing with change coming in as a new teacher in theater. And then had this additional level of change thrust on you. And like creative types do, you figured out some really, really innovative solutions to doing some fun new things. So let's hear about production that your group did last fall. Yes, in the fall over at Stockdale High School, we did Mirror Mirror on the radio. And Mirror Mirror is a show that we traditionally do out at Stockdale. And I was lucky to get to carry on the tradition. And we decided to do a radio play based on radio plays and different programming from the 1940s is where we sort of started as our jumping off point. And the great thing about Mirror Mirror is it is a devised piece It's a theater and education piece where the students, the cast members, are actually creating the play that the audience will get to enjoy. So it was a really wonderful time to get to meet new students and continue the tradition in a way that everyone could appreciate and enjoy. Awesome. And so this is a this production is a tradition at Stockdale High School, correct? That's correct. We've done uh, Mirror Mirror is a show that we always do in the fall uh, with different themes, of course. And this year we decided on the theme of the radio so that we could really focus on voice acting and sounds and a way for us to appreciate art forms that we all used to appreciate Um, in other times when we were not uh, able to all gather. Right. We all could gather around the radio and still feel connected. So we kind of carried that with us. Exactly. And you've put together a really, really fun program and it takes us on a a pretty amazing journey and using all those devices of radio, you know, creating atmosphere, using sound to create stories and background for stories. Uh, uh, Sound becomes another, it's your set. Right. It really is. It's like a set and a character in its own right. It really does start to take sort of center stage as it were over the airwaves and we really appreciated uh, how everyone could still tell their stories, even in this format. And we kind of looked at it as the day in the life in this imaginary radio station that we created. Yeah, and we do a little bit of time travel, too, which is, uh, which is super fun and, and carried off really well. How many students in all in your theater and, and film class this well, year? In the classes, I have close to 200 students overall. For this production, it was our after-school show, and we had many students audition, and we ended up with around 36 cast members. And everyone that was a cast also had to double up and be their own sound guy as they recorded the voices that you get to hear in the show. Right. So everybody was recording their own audio at home, and then uh, eventually then you kind of put it all together in the final audio production. 
That's right. Yes. And a few students helped edit a few of the scenes as well. So it was not me alone doing that. The students were learning a new skill there as well. That's another great skill, too, because editing is not just a technical skill. It's also uh, listening for pacing and things like that and then levels and all that stuff. So Exactly. And adding all those fun layers and elements, the sound that you mentioned and music, all those things. So I was very blessed with very talented and willing to try anything students. All right. And we have a number of them here to, to meet this evening and chat with them a little bit. So why don't you go ahead and introduce us uh, to your students? Sure. First, one of the first people you hear in the production actually wrote a jingle for the play. And so the author of our Mirror Mirror jingle is Bianca. Hey, Bianca. Hi. What grade are you again? At, at I'm a Stockdale? senior. All right. And so, boy, I love the opening jingle you wrote and the performance is really nice. Do you do a lot of songwriting? Yes, I do, actually. I've been writing a lot of songs since quarantine. How do you write? Do you write on guitar, write on piano, or just kind of write by yourself? Um, I use my ukulele. Oh, awesome. <laughs> it's even more fun. How long did it take you to write the theme song? Uh, kind of just took me an afternoon, and then more into the night. Nice. Sometimes you're lucky and the muse visits, and it just things just kind of start to flow in that compositional process. Well, it's a great introduction to Mirror, Mirror, and I know the audience will be really happy to hear it. Okay, Guinevere, who do we have next? Well, I was mentioning that we had some different students that helped not just write and perform the show, but they also helped edit the show. And so John is one of those students who helped edit the show. Hey, John. Welcome. Thank you. So what grade are you in? Uh, I'm, I'm a sophomore at Stockdale. All right. Have you been doing theater long? I started out theater last year at Stockdale. I had always wanted to do theater, but I never really could get into anything big. So I started at Stockdale. That's really, really good. What was the best part of this show for you? I really liked, because school would always be so stressful, I really liked sitting down with all the people after school and just kind of like, just trying to think of funny acts we could create and just all these fun moments we could have together just over a Zoom call. Well, that's one of the neat things about creating a show yourself is you're really investing even more of yourself in the final piece than than maybe you would as a you know than just a, a play that you were had bought or rented and were doing. So you have to build trust in, in any ensemble. You have to build trust with each other. So what a neat thing that this experience allowed you all to bond and work through uh, you know the the craziness of everything. Okay, well let's meet more of the cast. Yes, let me bring out uh, Katie. She was actually one of our performers. One of the blessings of doing things this way during a pandemic is that we had the opportunity for students to be involved who maybe otherwise would not be able to since we were doing it remotely via Zoom. And so Caitlin and her sister, Marissa, was also in the show and they had to leave the country for part of this process and they were troopers and logging in even in a different time zone in Canada and were completely involved and did a fantastic job. So I have to give extra kudos there for learning how to perform from a whole other country. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that uh, I know some arts organizations have found is that they've been able to get master's classes done from artists who never would have been able to, to come in person for for an event or a master's class or something like that. So kind of a silver lining in everybody doing things remotely. Uh, So Katie, how long have you been involved in theater? I've been involved in theater since I was in elementary school. I've been doing community theater for a really long time. Uh, What was your favorite part of this production? 
Honestly, I loved being able to care for my grandpa who was in Canada while I was recording and going to rehearsals in Canada. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah, really, really good. Okay, who else have we got, Guinevere? Let's bring Richard on in. Hello. What grade are you in, Richard? I am currently a junior at Stockdale. And what, what roles did you play in this production? It really varied from scene to scene, but, uh, you know, behind the scenes, I was uh, helping write scripts for uh, different scenes and uh, helping out wherever I was needed. But um, in terms of scenes within the play, sometimes I was a talk show host. Other times I was just a bystander that had a couple lines in the scene. I, I, I like to say that I, I was a do-it-all type of cast member. Got you. Utility guy. All right. Yeah. That's, that's great. Well, why don't we bring in Maddie? Maddie Moreno, welcome to Young Artist Spotlight. Hi, it's nice to meet everybody. It's right. nice and to what, meet you. Uh, nice to meet you, too. What grade are you in? And how long have you been doing theater? I'm a junior at Stockdale, and I've been doing theater since uh, seventh grade. What roles did you play in this production? Like Richard said, it kind of varies from scene to scene. I was a teenager at one point. I was just a normal uh, citizen at one point. I was I, I was a person who went through a flood. It just kind of varied from scene to scene. All right. And we've got a few more to bring in. Who's next? Yeah, let's go ahead and get Kendra in here. And welcome, Kendra Herrera. Great to have you with us. What grade are you in, Kendra? Hi. I am a sophomore at Stockdale. What roles did you, kind of things that you do in this production? It also sort of varied in one of the scenes that I liked the most. Probably I was a character and it was more of just a citizen character, but we were all in this haunted house and it was, we were trying to survive. That's a really, really fun segment. And I know the audience is going to enjoy that bit. Did you have part in writing that scene as well? Yeah, it was super fun writing it. It was just like all working as a team together. Just makes it special. Let's bring some more of that great team on out here. Let's get Sarah on here. Hi, nice to meet you. Good to have you on. So what, tell us what grade you're in and how long you've been doing theater. I'm a sophomore at Stockdale this year, and I've been doing theater since I was seven with community theater and different types of theater in the community. And do you do musical theater as well as uh, drama? Yes, so, I do musical theater too. Very good. What was your favorite part of the production? I really enjoyed having it over Zoom. I thought it was a great way for Ms. G to bring in our, you know, the current situation that we're in right now and for us to still be able to be involved in the arts. Yeah, that's really, really terrific. It's great that, that everybody had a way to engage in this. It, you know, one of the biggest things, the isolation of Zoom means that we need a connection more than ever. And boy, what a great way for everybody to connect with each other. And last but certainly not least, let's bring in uh, the other team. We'll bring, we'll bring Brooke right on in. Hey, Brooke. Hi. So what grade are you in, Brooke? Uh, I'm a freshman right now. All right. And how long have you been doing theater? I just started doing theater last year in eighth grade at my junior high. And what what was your favorite part of this production? Uh, my favorite part was probably just being able to go in to the Zoom meetings every day and just like have everyone there and just have fun there. And boy, that's something you don't hear anymore. Boy, I couldn't wait to go to that Zoom meeting. Everybody's so burned out on Zoom. It's great that you had a Zoom thing that you wanted to do every day. That's super, super fun. So teacher, maybe you can tell us a little bit kind of how the process was, how you 
I came up with uh, the framework for the show and then how you started to divide and conquer the work. Sure. Yeah. So we started, of course, by doing a little research on different radio plays in different genres. So I know we had one day where all we did was focus on jingles. One day, all we did was focus on mystery plays. And we would go through and listen to some different ones. Um, you could tell we got a lot of sci-fi. was really inspiring for us. Little World, War of the Worlds action uh, inspired a lot of the scenes that made it into the show. And we really would break into groups, into those breakout rooms on Zoom. And that's the same process we would normally do where we would break into smaller groups if we were in the theater. And we would break into these groups. We'd all be there together in the different rooms with coming up with ideas, um, talking about them, thinking of character voices, um, even thinking a little bit about music, but we didn't present it that way at first. Some students would go above and beyond and have sound effects like ready to go as they would present it to the group. We'd all meet back together in the main room, watch the different scenes. I would take notes and I picked the ones that I thought were best for the different scenes. Sometimes some of them were so good, but I already had like three that were in that style. So I had to choose a different piece. And at the end, we, we picked the pieces and then we polished them up. We spent time writing them and making them a little better writing, a little stronger ideas here and there and spending a little bit more time thinking of the sounds that we would use. And then we practiced a little and then we'd start recording them. So recording them, we would record in Zoom all together. We'd schedule it out so different people were recording at different times. And then they would be recording it on their own at home on different apps um, on different devices that they had access to. Then they would upload all that into a drive and we would work on editing it all together. So it was really a fun process with lots of different steps. And so all the students really rose to the occasion when it came from the fun creating process to the writing process to the performing and then editing it all together. They just did a really fantastic job. Uh, they really, really did. It's really an impressive bit of work to think that uh, that these students uh, created all of this uh, themselves. And boy, what a, what a great tradition. Uh, I don't think I realized that uh, it was uh, such a tradition at Stockdale. What a great thing, a great supplement to, as a, you know, as an actor to give you ability to work in all those other different parts of production, especially writing and thinking, yes. going even deeper into creating characters and creating story and all that. It definitely helped inform me as an artist, as a theater artist myself, because I was a stu student at Stockdale. I was a Mustang myself and I went through the mirror, mirror process and the theater and education process that, Hope introduced to us, and I've carried it with me. I've used it in so many different productions and so many different devised pieces, and I got my start right there at Stockdale. Well, it's just a super piece, and we're thankful to everybody for joining us today. Really, really good, and I can't wait for our audience to hear the 2020 Stockdale High School presentation of Mirror, Mirror, and this one, a radio teleplay, Mirror, Mirror on the Radio. When did you guys release this? Over the Thanksgiving break. Right. So you might hear some references to fall time things. And yeah, there's some fall time things yeah. and some Thanksgiving in there. Yeah. And real fast, I just had to give a shout out to Bianca because one of the shows is Chicken Girl. And uh, Bianca was willing to be really silly when we did some promo photos as well and went a little above and beyond doing a little extra Chicken Girl business. So nice. I have to give a little shout out there because you were asking some of our characters. And with a name like right. Chicken Girl, we have to mention it. Oh, yeah. Have to have to mention that absolutely. Well, props to Bianca for being willing to. Yeah, I mean it's part of being part of theater. You know, even whether it's drama or comedy, you have to be willing to make yourself uh, vulnerable like that and and being silly. Yeah, even in drama, you have to risk being silly. So, 
Well, thanks to all of you for making time to, to speak with me today. Thank you so much for having us, David. Everyone at Stockdale High School really appreciates your commitment to the arts and branching out a little to the theater. So thank you. Uh, we're really happy to do it. Really happy to do it. It was wonderful to visit with Stockdale High School drama teacher Guinevere Park Hall and some of her drama students and to hear how they put together this all-original radio-style broadcast, which has some current-day elements and a bit of time travel back to the heyday of radio. This will be a longer-than-usual episode of Young Artists Spotlight as we'll hear their production in its entirety. Valley Public Radio is proud to share with you this production of the Stockdale High School Drama Department, Mirror, Mirror on the Radio. All right, everyone, we are going live on air. Remember the schedule for today. Let's have a great day at KSTHS. Mirror, mirror, on the radio. No need to switch the stations. Turn up that stereo. Don't be a dream. Come take a trip with all of us. We'll keep you on the edge of reality. We will knock your socks off, fill you with glee. Perk up your ears, let's give a cheer to Mirror Mirror on the radio. <laughs> Hi, I'm Darlene Saturday. <laughs> I and I'm Mary Jane Saturday. Hi, and I'm Patricia Saturday. They are the Saturday Sisters. Hi, how are you? Welcome back to Drama with the Saturday Sisters. Today, the Saturday Sisters go on an adventure to the salon. Hey girls, welcome to the specialty salon. How are you doing today? Hi, we're good. I was just hoping to get my hair done. Actually, me too. Actually, me three! <laughs> <laughs> That's just wonderful. I have some wonderful hairstyles in store for you today. So, Darlene, I was thinking some victory curls would suit your face wonderfully. Ooh! And, Mary Jane, mm -hmm. I think we should try a page boy <gasps> hairstyle. It's a little bit experimental, but I think you'll mm -hmm. really love it. Thank you. And, Patricia, I think we'll just go for some classic pin curls. Very simple, very wonderful. If you could take a seat over right there, we'll be right with you. Ooh, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you guys get to try Bertha's pie last weekend? I know. So disgusting. It was so gross. <sighs> so disgusting. Uh, cherry pie? More like wrinkly old, like, raisin pie? Ugh. <laughs> so true. It was so disgusting. And she raves about it to everybody. I know. It's just disgusting. <sighs> but girls, like, at least she put in the effort to make you guys a pie. Yeah, it's a thought that counts. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's true. <sighs> I guess. Well, did you guys hear about Nancy at prom? I know. How rude of her. I know. I can't believe she completely just ditched her date. Oh, my gosh. Yes! Oh, and she didn't even tell him why. Like, well, maybe she was feeling a little nervous or she got a little sick. Don't assume mm, before you yeah. know what's really going on. Maybe. Yeah, but it was still kind of rude, though. Yeah. Like, she could have told him later. Exactly. Exactly. 
But did you hear about her cousin, Eric? He's, like, going to war or something. Oh, yeah. I did. Isn't he, like, going into yeah. the military or something? I think so. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, his yeah. girlfriend, his girlfriend works at the bakery that Bertha got her pie from, and she tells everyone that it's homemade. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Are you serious? I can't believe she lied. That is so rude. So I know. Mm-hmm. She probably just did that because she thought it was going to be uh, good, and she wanted to impress you guys. I guess. <sighs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. 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 I guess so. You know what, guys? She's right. You know, I really yeah. think that she probably was just trying to make us happy and just trying to, you know, get a pie to treat us. So I think we all learned a lesson today. We all should be kind. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. We should. Okay, guys, it seems like you are almost finished up. It was wonderful having you here today. We'll see you girls next time. Oh my gosh, yeah! Yes. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Yeah. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. And that is all, folks, for drama. I mean, positivity with the Saturday Sisters. Tune in next week where the Saturday Sisters apologize to Bertha about the pie. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the talk show Small Talk, the only show on the radio where we talk to the tykes. Today we will be asking them who their favorite superhero is. First, we have young Emily with us. Emily, who is your favorite superhero? Um, my favorite superhero is Superman. Oh, why is that? Um, my favorite color is red, and he's red. Very, very interesting. Is there is there any other reason, like helping people or anything like that? Uh, no, I just really like the color red. Oh, okay. Um, well, moving on, we have a uh, little Quinn. Quinn, you there? Yeah, hi. Hi, Quinn. Who's your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero is Superman. Oh, Superman as well. Why is that? Because his outfit is blue. Um, no, he's red. No, 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 no. He's blue. No. Well, I said his name first. Well, I said him second. First the worst, second the best. Everybody knows that. Okay, okay, okay. It's okay. You both can like Superman. Uh, we, we, we really do have to move on though, girls. Uh, next we, we have with us, uh, Sarah. Uh, hi. Okay. So, my favorite superhero, that would have to be me, because, like, a few days ago, I was in the pool with my sister, and we were swimming, and then all of a sudden I looked over, and she was all, like, like, I don't know, drowning or waving her arms. She was like, ah! And she just looked pretty scared. So, I picked her up, and I, I dropped her in the jacuzzi. Oh. But but I still saved her, so it's so it's okay. I'm still I'm still my favorite superhero. Well that is very brave of you. Um Mm-hmm. Well you know that is very empowering to be your own superhero. And yeah. 
Uh, let's move on now. Uh, we have Miss Ava. Ava? Not my big sister, that's for sure. <gasps> oh, uh... You dropped me into the jacuzzi. Well, it was your fault because you were all screaming and you were all like, ah! And so it was only right of me for me to save you. So I'm still my favorite superhero. I was trying to get your attention. Well, you didn't do a very good job at it. Well, you didn't do a very good job saving me. No, I'm my favorite superhero, so... You dropped me in the jacuzzi. On purpose. I did not drop you. I no, saved you. Okay. No, I dropped no. you, but it, I, I still you saved know, you. Sarah, it was very nice of you to try and help your little sister. Uh, I know. Ava, it... I'm sorry that she misunderstood what was happening. Okay, let's let's move on uh, to our last kid for today. Uh, Liam, you there, buddy? Uh-huh. Hi, Liam. Who, who's your favorite superhero? Oh, my favorite hero is Tape Man. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I've never heard of Tape Man. Tape Man, he works at the post office, and he puts tape on boxes and bags and shoes and hats. <gasps> Can Tape Man put tape over my little sister? Oh, oh yeah, he he puts oh he can put tape on anything. What? He has like purple tape. Oh, That's so tape. cool. Can he put blue and... tape on Superman Maybe. all over him so he's only blue? Um, what about red tape? Yeah, I've seen blue tape before. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No red. Uh, maybe um maybe Tape Man should put a uh, tape over the jacuzzi so my sister can't drop me uh, in the jacuzzi. Just because I dropped you doesn't mean you have to be all mad at me, okay? I was just trying to save you, and you just oh, okay. I'm so so much of a superhero. And I've had a hat with tape on it. Blue tape. It's my favorite. Blue tape is and the best. There's red tape. Blue tape is cool. Kinds of it should be blue tape. tape. Like guys, I wonder what it color it should put on my sister. Because my sister oh, okay. doesn't appreciate guys, blue guys, tape. Guys, 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 take, take a deep breath. It is okay. It is okay, every, everybody, everybody quiet. We've run out of time. Thank you, folks. That is all the time we have today for Small Talk, the only show on the radio where we talk to the little tykes. I'm Richard, and I'm signing off. Blue tape. You're listening to Young Artist Spotlight on Valley Public Radio, and if you've just tuned in, you'll notice we're presenting something a little different tonight. From the drama department at Stockdale High School in Bakersfield, their original radio play, Mirror, mirror on the radio. Why didn't the chicken cross the road? I don't know. Why? Because there was KFC on the other side. <laughs> All right. Why did the chicken cross the playground? Why? To get to the other slide. <laughs> what did the rooster say to the hen who laid an orange? What? Look what marmalade. <laughs> okay. Um, why did the farmer have to separate the chicken and the turkey? Why? He was worried about foul play. <laughs> why did the chickens stop crossing the road? Oh, oh, I know this one. It got tired of everyone making so many jokes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
Welcome to the Yummy Time Cooking Show. Two chefs will be put to the test cooking three different meals. Will they be able to handle the heat? For our very special judges, we have Wyatt, Liam, and MJ. And for the contestants, we have Sophia and John. They will be making their own signature guac. Let's see what the chefs have to say before they begin the game for the Golden Fork. I'm, I'm just here to carry on my grandma's legacy and use her recipes to take me to victory. Honestly, I was going to dinner and got lost, but they told me there would be money if I won, so I'm here. Oh my goodness, John, what an amazing dish of guacamole. I love it so much. I just want to eat it with everything. 10 out of 10 for you, John. Um, Sophia, I don't know what to think about this. Uh, the guacamole kind of looks like it's looking at me. Ooh, but I'll give you a three for effort. Wow. Um, outstanding work, John. This guacamole stirs up emotions in me that I have not felt for years. It is an outstanding dish. Uh, 10 out of 10. Um, Sophia, it's uh, passable. I mean, 3 out of 10. Thank you. Okay, John, your guac was pretty good. However, it did remind me of my dead dog's body. Yep. One day I left my guac out and he ate it and died. So for that, I'm going to have to give you a 3 out of 10. But Sophia, your guac was kind of sour, but it did remind me of the only time I got invited to someone else's birthday party. So for that, I'm going to give you a 10 out of 10. Thank you, you know, that seems like a big moment for you. You heard the judges, folks. Now it's time for them to make some spicy salmon. Let's go to the chefs. Now, I've actually brought some of my own freshly caught salmon from the stream right near my house. Uh, and all the spices are actually picked directly from my own personal garden. I actually went to a PetSmart and picked up the cheapest fish I could find. So, I don't know. Oh my goodness. John, I love your salmon. It tastes so good. I'm really proud of you. But, Sophia, your your salmon makes me want to cry. <laughs> 10 out of 10 for John. 0 out of 10 for Sophia. It's a little harsh, but I'll take it, yeah. Wow, they're, they're there, Wyatt. It's all right. Um, John, uh, very, very well done. Uh, once again, the spices are perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Sophia, I, uh, I'm i not really comfortable eating this goldfish. His name was Goldie. Okay, John, the spices you used for the salmon was pretty good. However, it did remind me of my grandmother's death. Yeah. You know... She was a spicy woman, I guess, in temperament. And one day she was getting mugged, and of course, she ended up in a knife fight. And sadly, she did not win that knife fight. But I think that's how she would have wanted to go out, so I'll give you at least a 5 out of 10 for that. But Sophia... Okay, your fish was kind of dry, but it did... Remind me of the last meal I had with my grandmother. 
and how during that meal, I got a call and I ended up getting into Harvard. So 10 out of 10. Wow, that, Harvard's a great school. Congratulations. Get ready, judges, for the final dish. It's what you have after every meal, the dessert. They will be making monkey bread pudding. Begin. Now this was actually my grandma's favorite dish. And it was the first one that she ever taught me how to make. I'm sure that this recipe will definitely win the judges over. I don't actually know what monkey bread pudding is, so um, popped over to the store and bought the first like thing I find. Actually, now that I'm looking at this, this is definitely Jello, not pudding. It's fine though. It's fine. John, this monkey bread pudding is so good. It's like little tiny monkeys having a party in my mouth. But then I had Sophia, and hers tasted like a man came in with a knife to that monkey party and killed them all. Thanks a lot, Sophia. I have a bunch of dead monkeys in my mouth. <laughs> Zero out of ten for Sophia. Ten out of ten for John. That's a little harsh. John, a very, very unique approach to monkey bread pudding. You've perfectly captured the jungle in this dish. Um... And the bread is outstanding. I would give it a 9 out of 10. Sophia, you can tell this is store-bought because it's your best dish so far. I'll give you a 4 out of 10. Thank you. Alright, John. Your monkey bread pudding was pretty good. However, it did remind me of the father-daughter dances they'd hold at St. Augustine's Home for Girls. Yeah. I don't understand why they even had them. We didn't even have fathers. So I'm going to have to give you a zero out of ten. That was not, that was not a good memory for me. But Sophia, again, you have amazed me with your work. I mean, sure, it wasn't really that good. However, it did remind me of the one time I got extra monkey bread pudding at the father-daughter dance because they felt bad for me. So yeah. I'm going to have to give you the golden fork. MJ has granted her the win. Congratulations, Sophia. You are the next Yummy Time cooking show winner of the golden fork. Oh, my God. I I don't even know what to say. I'd like to thank my uh, my Uncle Benny and my mom and I don't know uh, who else. God, I don't know. Uh, this is the best day of my life. I That's all the time we have for today, folks. Thank you for tuning in to the Yummy Time cooking show. This was your host, Quinn Gonzalez. Until next time. This program brought to you by Nesquik. Chocolatey, rich, super quick, and leaves you full of energy. Just two spoonfuls and stir, and you'll feel stronger and healthier than ever. Nesquik. Welcome back, folks, to the adventures of Chicken Girl. There is chaos unraveling in Miramiraville, and we don't know what it is. Why is there heavy traffic at this time of day? Who is that mysterious man across the street? What is he doing? <laughs> I am Roadman, and I'm here to build the biggest, baddest highways throughout the city to prevent chickens from crossing the road. 
Not if I can help it. It's Chicken Girl. Chicken Girl? Yes, and this chicken is crossing the road. You are no match for my evil cars. Watch out for that car, Chicken Girl. Well, Roadman, your cars are no match for my explosives. No! You weren't expecting that, were you, Roadman? I will get you next time, Chicken Girl. Thank you for saving us, Chicken Girl. You are welcome, citizens of Miramiraville. Gotta scramble. That was such an excellent battle, folks. Tune in next week for the adventures of Chicken Girl with the hot, greasy battle of Chicken Girl versus the Deep Fryer. Welcome back to the only program on the radio exploring behind the scenes of Hollywood as we present another episode of Making a Monster Movie. Alright everyone, we're almost done and the movie is going to be a great success. All we need is something like you, Emma, will defeat the big bad monster. Which is me, not Emma. Your line is, I will never let you take the people of this city. The city shall not fall as long as the citizens' faith is strong. Okay, sounds fun. Okay, everyone, let's get started. Get ready. And action. I'll never let you take the people of this city. This city shall not fall. Uh. Wait, what was my line again? Cut. Come on, Emma. This is the 15th take. I want to go home. Okay, sorry. Everyone makes mistakes. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll just fix and post and let's just continue. Now, Emma, now you will face the monster as you repeat the line. Okay, great. Lights up. Camera in place. And action. I'll never let you take the people of this city. This city shall not fall as long as the citizens' faith is strong. Hey, hey, miss, I'm this way. Turn around! Oh, cut! What? I did the line perfect this time. Emma, seriously, get your act together. I'm so hungry. Fine. Also, can we, like, get the mic closer? I can't see it in shot at all. What? Oh. Oh! Okay! Okay. <laughs> Let's just try one more time, okay? Ready, and... Oh, one second, you guys. Hello? OMG, hi! I'm on the movie set right now. I know, I am doing such a good job as this role right now. Okay, I'm not getting paid enough to deal with this chick. I'm out of here. Okay, can you, like, shush for a second? I'm on the phone. I can't work with her anymore. I'm going home. No, Hannah. This is ridiculous. Who hired this girl? I'm over trying to help her. I'm going to get a coffee. Ugh, I'm leaving and taking all the snacks with me. You know what? what? I'm done with this. You're on your own. Wait, where did everyone go? What did I do wrong? Tune in next week to Making of a Monster Movie to see how our team of movie makers will make this movie. I don't trust stairs. They're always up to something. Uh, I was going to tell a time-traveling joke, but... You guys just didn't like it.
favorite cereal? Honey Nut Cheerios. Be happy, be healthy. <laughs> be happy, be healthy, be dead. Cheerio, no. Cereal ah! City, Michigan. Welcome to True Crimes of Cereal City, Michigan. The stories of grocery murders of days gone by. Hey, what's your favorite cereal? Oh, you know what? I really like Rice Krispies. They're just so good and you can make little Rice Krispie treats out of them. Oh, that's so nice. Snap, crackle, pop. Ah! Hey, what's your favorite cereal? Oh, I just love Crave. Oh, I crave death. No! Hey, um, what's your favorite cereal? Oh, <laughs> I love Lucky Charms. You know, they're, they're magically delicious. Oh, and now you're magically dead. No, please, I have a family! Hey, um, what's your favorite cereal? Oh, uh, I can't eat cereal. Uh, I'm lactose intolerant, uh, allergic to oats, wheat, corn, rice, rye, and barley, so... Oh. Um, what are you doing in the cereal aisle, then? Uh, well, I'm getting my, my wife Lucky Charms. Oh. Well, consider yourself lucky. Um, have a nice day. Thanks. This has been True Crimes of Serial City, Michigan. Tune in next week for an episode featuring the Soup Isle. This program brought to you by everyone's favorite jiggly treat that's super neat and perfectly sweet Jello brand gelatin dessert. This is a special edition of Young Artist Spotlight on Valley Public Radio. We're presenting a radio play by the drama department at Stockdale High School in Bakersfield Mirror, Mirror on the Radio. Now back to our show. This program brought to you by everyone's favorite jiggly treat that's super neat and perfectly sweet. Jello brand gelatin dessert. Welcome back to another episode of The Travelers, where our adventurers have found themselves in 1948. A group of children thought they were telling scary stories when the most frightening tale of all would come from The Travelers. And then they all died. Oh my gosh, that was so scary. That wasn't scary at all. How can you think that was a scary story? Well, well, I thought it was super scary. Okay, 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 okay. My turn to tell a story. Once upon a time... Ah! Ah! Uh. Oh, what was that? Uh, don't worry about it, kid. Hey, uh, what year is it? Um, it's 1948. Duh. What a dumb question to ask. You guys from the future or something? Uh, actually, uh, yeah, we are. 
Uh, You're not supposed to tell them. Their heads might, you know, explode. What? Uh, don't worry about that. Anyways, we're here to tell you people about a um, vision, and it's about the future. Uh, cool, right? Wow, the future. Whoa, let's hear it. Yeah. That sounds cool. Sounds cool. Well, we were just finishing up a campfire story. Wait, we're really just gonna let these weirdos stick around? You guys are really dumb. Well, like, hear, hear me out. So, um, it's it's 2020, like just 2020, and um, I just want to start this out with the whole world is burning. Everything's on fire. And your faces are melting off. There's like no oxygen in the air, and there's uh there's a woman vice president, which I think is kind of crazy. Okay, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. There's a woman vice president. Yes, that is correct. Like, not man? Like, opposite? Yes, as in female. Like, like yes, girl? Yes, as the vice president. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, okay, so, sure, yeah. Um, okay. There's, there's also these robot murder hornets that will also eat your face off, and because they're robots- Whoa, whoa! Murder? Hornets? Yeah. Hornets murder? Yup. Robot murder hornets. And they're fire resistant. And it's it's so crazy and horrible. They they just, oh, they murder everything that they see. And they're in these huge swarms. And there's there's um, also this plague going around. And that just kills tens of thousands of people every single day. But no one does anything about it. And oh my gosh. And there's families who are scared of even like walking outside and sending their children to school so these kids have to take school on the computer um these magic radios um with screens magic radio screens um yeah okay yeah i can get past all that i guess crazy whoa ah scary are you like sure about like the woman thing <sighs> you, you got you got through everything else Except for that, didn't you? I mean, I don't... Okay. Doesn't seem realistic, so... Alright, um, so... That's, that's the future. At least one year of it. Um, yeah, scary, scary campfire story, right? You literally scared them speechless. I'm not scared of you weirdos. Your story is too outlandish to even be believable. And besides, 2020 is nearly 80 years away. I'll be done by then. Yeah, it's not real. Yeah, not real. All right then, suit yourself. Ready for the next stop? More like when. Join the travelers next week as they travel closer and closer to home.
loves to pet and fits you to a T. So don't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but me till I come marching Good morning, Bakersfield. We're your hosts, Christian Cornejo and Marissa Boiler. And we're here to bring you today's latest news. We've received information from our superiors that the Soviet Union has managed to drop their first atomic bomb way back in July, known here in the West as Joe 1, at the Semipalatinsk test site in Kazakhstan. Say that five times fast. Anywho, we have no further information at the time, however, we will keep you at home informed as best we can. This could prove dangerous for us here in the United States. Since 1946, China has been in all-out civil war between the communists with Mao Zedong and the nationalists with Chiang Kai-shek. However, as of October this year, the communists have gained power in China and the nationalists have fled to Taiwan. It is a sad day, folks. The communists have gained another country. However, here in the United States, we will continue to recognize the Republic of China in Taiwan as the true Chinese government. But enough about the war. Have you heard about that new snack the kids are raving about, Marissa? Yes, I hear the cheese puffs are all the latest buzz with the kitties these days. I believe they're called Cheetos and my kids can't get enough of them. Yes, and you can always count on Christian and I to always give you the latest on the trends. These Cheetos sure are a fun snack, but enough about that. We turn now to our weatherman for this week's forecast. Thank you, Christian. This week's weather is all rainbows and lollipops. Sunshine and a high of 60 degrees and a low 55, Monday through Friday. This weekend's weather, though, was wet and dark. A rainy Saturday with a high of 54 degrees and a low of 30. It's a perfect day to stay inside with your family and catch up on some homework to the kids listening. Sunday will be dark and cloudy. While it's another good day to stay inside, we advise parents to dress their kids up in boots and jackets to jump in puddles and enjoy the 50-degree weather. Up to you, sports guy. Thank you, weatherman. Hey, it's me, sportsman. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to give you all your latest news on the big sports game last night. I'm sure you families at home really enjoyed it. I know I did. My family really enjoyed last night's game. Team one had victory over team two, and I'm sure many of us here in town are really happy about that game. Anyways, enough about sports. I'm going to go back to you guys at the studio. Thank you, John. Seems like we have a snooze of a topic next. What's new in molecular biology? Oh, wait. What's this? New and from the producers is some breaking news. Now over to Julia, who is live on the scene.
We are on the scene where just five minutes ago, Joe Willis robbed the pet store Williams Wags on the corner of 2nd and 3rd Street, stealing all of the bird feed within the store. We are here now with Bertha and Beth and Willis, the second cousins of Joe. Do you have any idea where your cousin might be? Well, let me tell you, Julia, our cousin is one crazy son of a gun. Now, I don't know where he could have gone, but the reason he stole all that birdseed is because... Well, he's addicted to it. I swear, it's a huge problem. He was banned from this pet store because he would go in there about every hour or so so he could just buy more birdseed, and they were running out fast. My thought is, though, that birdseed the pet store is selling has a little more than seeds, if you know what I mean. Interesting. Bethan, what do you think? Yeah, he would just take it home with him and save it just to go buy more. I would go to the pantry and just see birdseed. It just amazes me how much birdseed can fit into his body. Birdseed is meant for birds. He's probably at some other pet store trying to buy some more birdseed. Very interesting information. We will keep you updated on the goings-on over here. Back to you guys. Pooks these days sure do the absolute most when it comes to robbery. I know. Wasn't that just fascinating? It's just crazy what people are addicted to these days. Over to you, Ava, for our daily dose of doggy cuteness. Let's take a look at this week's star pup. Meet Tessa, a four-week-old German Shepherd and Golden Retriever mix who was found on the corner of Abe and Lincoln Street. She's playful, sweet, and cuddly. She'll be up for adoption soon, so you don't want to miss out on this awesome opportunity. Thank you, Ava, for that positive note. Haha, <laughs> get it? Alrighty, that's all we have for you today, folks. Come back tomorrow for more news. This program is sponsored by Cheetos, everyone's favorite new crunchy cheesy snack. Ask for them at fine supermarkets. Cheetos! Survivor Stories. Today, we have an excellent episode for you. You might want to bring a life jacket. It's day one of this flood, and I honestly don't know if I can even explain what happened. I got off work, and I was walking home, and it was raining so hard. But the water was starting to flood everywhere, and I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to go anywhere. I got to my apartment, and the whole floor was covered in water. I grabbed my cat, any important documents that I could find, and ran upstairs to my neighbor's apartment. He let me stay with him, and I couldn't be more thankful. Uh, I decided it was a good day to go shopping for my family. And uh, on my way there, I became stranded on the top of my vehicle amidst flooding. Uh, I don't know how long I may be here for, but I just really hope it won't be too long. Day one, my son is always trying to be a hero like he sees on TV, and so when the water came rushing in, my son dashed off before I could stop him. He was shouting stuff about helping people, but what about him? I'm so worried. I hope he comes back soon. Day one, as the water started rushing higher and higher, I hurried to get my most important items and documents in order to save them from water damage. 
I got up to the higher ground so I could be safe and dry where my bedroom is. But water filled the first floor. I couldn't help but think of all the food that is going to be ruined by the water. Day four of the flood. Looking off the balcony of the apartment, I can see that the water is at least four or five feet up by now. My neighbor, his name is Eric, went down with me and we grabbed anything that we could from my apartment that first day. He tells me that his family is a two-day drive away, but even so, there's no way that we can drive like this. My family still hasn't been able to contact me yet, and I try to call them as often as I can. I'm keeping up hope that they'll answer. Uh, I, I think it's the fourth day I've been here. I, I, I feel like I'm all alone here on this vehicle. I've been floating in the emptiness of the water, and all I can hear are the faint sounds of nature working in ways that I just cannot understand. I, I don't know how much longer I can stay here on top of this vehicle, but I really hope it won't be too long. Day four. It's been four days since the beginning. My son is still not back yet, and I don't think I've slept the entire time. I'm going crazy. I've been forced onto my roof now with a package of crackers and a few granola bars. The flood is so high now, and I see less and less of my neighbors every day. I don't know how much longer I can last if the flood doesn't start receding. I just hope my son's okay. Day four. I am very hungry. I'm afraid to go downstairs because I don't want to see what has happened to the home that I've lived in for so long. The water has climbed up the stairs and I have prepared the roof outside of my window because I intend to live up there. Everything smells and feels so damp. It's day six and I think we're saved. This man, I, I think his name was Noah? He, he came up with this humongous raft to the balcony of Eric's apartment. He said that he had a place for us to go. So, each of us packed a small bag, I grabbed my cat, and we set off with Noah. He said that he has a few more places to see if people are, and I'm so happy to see more people safe. Alright, alright. You won't believe this, but almost after a week, uh, I mean, I found some hope. It's, it's crazy. Um, a boy and his huge boat came by and picked me up today. Um, after talking to the boy, I found out his name was Noah. I mean, I, I just feel so safe and at peace, and I'm, I'm just so glad to be here. Day 8. As my last effort disappeared, my hope had gone with it. I was so alone for so long and so full of despair, but not anymore. My boy Noah finally came home. Man, was I surprised to see that not only was he alive, but he was helping to save others. He finally remembered his old mom and came to get me in this big boat he must have picked up from the harbor. He brought me to the top of this big hill where many of my neighbors and strangers were. Day 9. I watched people float down the streets on pieces of furniture, blow up mattresses, and even small boats. I yelled for help, but nobody could accommodate me or wanted to help. Some people just ignored me. With my stomach empty and my hair and necks, I looked right and saw a sturdy boat floating toward me. I yelled for help, and a kind boy named Noah guided me to safety. Everyone he saved, including me, were so appreciative. You know, I went swimming with dolphins last night. You know, we just, we were swimming for hours. We just kind of clicked. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Happy Campers. 
Today, we will be following the Smith family and two foreign exchange students from Canada. Today, the Smith family will be showing the foreign exchange students the chicken out in the great outdoors. Oh, isn't it so nice to be here in the wilderness, the great outdoors? Oh, oh, honey, look, look, it's a chicken! Do you see the chicken? Yeah, I certainly see the chicken, but, um, hey, do, do chickens always have that big of teeth? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, chickens have teeth, yeah, so they, so they can chew their food, honey, they have to eat. Yes, chickens have teeth, yes. Um, mom? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 so do chickens have really long claws? Like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Chickens have claws. Yeah, so they can grip the ground when they walk. Yeah, oh. chickens have claws. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, um, Mom? Oh, yes. Uh, do chickens have fur? Oh, it's, it's pronounced feathers, honey. Feathers. Yeah, oh, chickens have feathers. feathers. Yeah. Oh, feathers. Um, isn't it just a little big to be a chicken? Oh no, chickens are very big nowadays, yes. Yes, chickens are pretty, pretty big. Uh-huh. Uh, isn't this what you Americans call a bear? Oh no, 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 that's a chicken. That is definitely a chicken. Oh, oh, oh look, the chicken wants to say hi to us. We should take a closer look. Come on guys, let's take a closer look at the chicken. Come on. And so, the Smith family and the two foreign exchange students from Canada went to go take a closer look. Only, they mistaken a bear for a chicken. Here they are now. That is not a chicken! Today's programming has been brought to you by Polaroid Cameras. Lifelong memories ready in an instant. Capture the best of life's happiest moments right at home, instantly, with the push of a button. Polaroid Cameras and Film. This is Valley Public Radio, NPR for Central California, KVPR Fresno, and KPRX Bakersfield. Listen on your smart speaker, kvpr.org, or the KVPR app. This is a special extended episode of Young Artist Spotlight, and if you've just tuned in, you'll notice we're presenting something a little different tonight. From the drama department at Stockdale High School in Bakersfield, their original radio play, Mirror, Mirror on the Radio. Next up, we have a very special Thanksgiving special. Please enjoy the Reynolds Special Thanksgiving. It's so wonderful to have our family back together for Thanksgiving. Ronald, honey, we are so thrilled to have you home from college. Yeah, Ron, we've been waiting to see you. Speaking of which, we have a rather important topic that we'd like to discuss with you, Ron. What is it, Pops? Well, you see, after, after a lot of careful consideration, we decided we're, we're going to be putting you up for adoption. Wait, 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 wait. What? 
You see, Ronald, it's just, it's been a tough time for us financially, and it was the easiest for us to do this. But I'm in college. I pay for my own tuition and yeah, board for that matter. Yeah, but it just makes sense financially for us to not have a third kid. Dad, I'm 20. What about Mikey and Jane? Oh, Mikey's way too busy. Mikey, go ahead and tell him what you're doing. Yeah, uh, I'm playing baseball. Uh, I'm in a gate program. Yeah, we could never put that level of stress on Yeah, her. and Jane is just a girl. We would never do that to her. What? Hey, Dad. When are we going to go get the new dog? We'll be picking up Ronald next Tuesday. Okay, wait a minute. So I'm being replaced by a dog. Uh, no. We are simply getting a dog and naming it Ronald. There's a clear difference. Well, maybe just don't get the dog so I can stay. We are not getting rid of our family pet. He is You family. don't even have him yet. Look, our family needs something more lively and happy to cheer us up. And it's just, it'll be cheaper since we've been struggling since the Great Depression and all. I think I'm about to go into a Great Depression. Good evening, folks, and welcome to our show, Obscure Superheroes. In this episode, we have a story about a very special superhero called Unnecessary Person. Help! Help! The school is on fire! Never fear. Unnecessary Person is here. The school is on fire, and my two favorite students are still inside! Oh... What about the other students? Oh, oh yes, them too, definitely, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Don't worry, I will save them! Kapow! Um, nothing happened. Oh, okay, okay, just, just give me a second. Yeah. Boom! Nothing is happening, please, come on, you have to save the children! All of the Not children! Cheesy. Open sesame. Uh, uh, Come on. Oh, yes, finally, someone is here. Thank you. Hello. Hello, ma'am. What seems to be the issue? Yes. Um, the school is on fire, and there are flames. There's fire, and my favorite students, I mean all the students, are inside. Please, you have to save them. All right, we're on it. Uh, we'll take it from here, unnecessary person. Thank you for trying, though. No, I've got it. Just give me time, Gerald. Uh-huh. Sure. Hey, Jerry, get the ladder and get the kids and put the fire out, will ya? Whee! That was fun! Oh, my favorite students! Look, teacher. It's the firefighter. Look! Yes! Oh, yes, that's a firefighter! And they saved you! Make sure you say thank you! Thank you! <laughs> it was nothing. Okay, okay. I think I got it out. Water! Kapow! Oh my goodness! You got water all over me! Yes! I did it! Thank you! Thank you! Oh, you're too kind! I saved the school and now you all are safe thanks to me! Well, no, no you didn't, actually. Yes, yes I did. Yes I did. Hush. Yes I did. Okay. Another great day is saved. And it's another great day for unnecessary person! Firefighter saved us, though. <laughs> no, kid. I did. Who are you? Uh, uh, anyways, 
That is all the time we have for our show, Obscure Superheroes. Tune in next week where we introduce the new superhero, Cookie Man. Thank you and good night. Today's programming brought to you by Listerine. Listerine keeps your mouth so clean. Listerine. You're listening to Young Artist Spotlight on Valley Public Radio. Tonight we're presenting an original radio play from the drama department at Stockdale High School in Bakersfield. Mirror, mirror on the radio. Now back to our show. It was a chilly Sunday afternoon in 1946. Sweet River was a quiet town for the faint of heart. The end of the war brought back a sense of tradition everyone had been longing for. Well, everyone except these three young ladies that decided an adventure was long overdue. I don't think this is a good idea. We're going to get in so much trouble. Who cares? There's nothing to do in this town anyway. We could go to the soda shop. No. Fine. Even the door sounds creepy. Oh, be quiet. Stop being such a drip and just help me set this up. Mary pulls out a Ouija board from her backpack. Why would you bring that thing here? Relax. You're so dramatic, Nancy. Nothing is going to happen. This probably isn't even a real haunted house. Nancy continues to pace around the room. Oh, it's real. Have you guys ever heard the story of the baker's wife? No. The baker's wife, really? Sandra, stop trying to scare us. I'm not trying to scare anyone. Wait, what's the story of the baker's wife? Oh, aren't you in for a treat? It all started on one fateful day. Gertrude, more commonly known as Trudy, was the perfect wife. What a dame was she, madly in love with her husband, the baker. How may I help you today, ma'am? I would like your finest devil's food cake. Good choice. A beautiful cake for a beautiful lady. Say... How would you like to go out for dinner? Why, with you? Of Of course. Come over tonight at eight. Oh, I... Okay, see you then. Thank you so much for dinner. It has been lovely, but I must get going. Oh, please, would you just stay a little bit longer? You must try my cornbread. Of course. Thank you for the dessert. It, it, it tastes kind of funny. What is in it? Trudy, what did you do to my cornbread? She's foaming at the mouth. Sorry, honey. I may have added a little something else. Don't worry, though. You'll be joining her soon. Stop! Stop! We need to leave now. Sandra, leave her alone. Stop scaring her with these made-up stories. I'm not making anything up. Yeah, sure. It's all real. If you guys want proof, let's use the Ouija board. The three girls sit on the floor. Trudy, are you here? It begins to slide. Looks like a yes, ladies. Stop! Who's moving it? I'm not moving it. Sandra raises her hand from the board. Hey, put your hand back. What? Are you scared? No, you're just, like, supposed to keep your hands on the little thing. Whatever. Hey, uh, what's that shadow next to Nancy? Ah! Hello, dearies. We did it, guys. We rose the dead. Dead? I've been living here for quite a while. Do you guys want some cornbread? I I guess. I mean, we haven't eaten yet. (coughs) What's wrong with this cornbread? That will teach them to keep out. Uh. 
Tales from the retirement home. Danny, are you ready to go see your grandpappy? Yep, let's go see grandpappy. Don't forget the food and the plates. I got them. Hey, yeah, let's go, kiddo. Hello, welcome. Who are you visiting today? Hi, yes, we're here to see my father, Dave Johnson. Oh, okay, right this way. Uh, Mr. Johnson, are you decent? Mr. Johnson, are you decent? Yeah. Alrighty, he's ready. Hiya, Dad. Hey, yo, Daddy O. Hiya, Grandpappy. Uh, you're not my family. Oh, Dad, you old jokester. That one especially never gets old. Maybe a slice of my tuna casserole will help regain your memory. Ah, yes, gotta love that tuna casserole. It could cure anything. <laughs> Grandpappy? Do you want to help me set the table? I have some paper plates and matches. Oh, I'm not supposed to have those after my arson incident. Oh, Dad, you and your stories are such a kidder. Here you go, Grandpappy. I'll take the candles and matches and you can pass the plates. Oh, really? Uh, thanks, kid. I'll, I'll hold on to these just for you. Here, have some tuna casserole. Oh, I, I don't want any. I'm all good. But it's my famous tuna casserole. I hate tuna casserole. What did you say? How dare you insult the tuna casserole! Um, excuse me? I'm sorry for intruding, but we had a look at the files, and this isn't your relative. This is Dave Johnson, and I believe you're looking for Steve Johnson. Uh, are you sure? We, we've been visiting this man for the past six years. Yes, well, we seem to have gotten the paperwork wrong. I'm terribly sorry. Uh, oh, uh, well, all right then. Well, uh, we'll see you later, De uh, sir. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Oh, and I'll be taking my tuna casserole. Thank you very much. Bye, Grandpappy. No, son, he's, he's not your actual Grandpappy. Well, why not? Bye, Grandpappy. That's perfectly fine. I've got all the kindling I need right here. Mom, look at Grandpappy. She's not your Grandpappy, Dan. The room's on fire. No, the tuna casserole. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, uh, Daddy, sir, I leave the premises. We need to evacuate. Look, Grandpappy, the fire made a hole in the wall. 
<laughs> well, it wouldn't be Thanksgiving without a little arson, would it? Mommy, where did Grandpappy go? Oh, I'm not going back. Freedom! There he goes, Danny. There he goes. Listen next week for more tales from the retirement home. The adventure continues. Ready Whip, pre-made in a can, whip topping, made with real cream. Spend your time making memories instead of making whipped cream this holiday season. Ready Whip! And welcome back to the Jazz Corner. For today's Jazz Hour, we will be joined by the Jazzy Jazz Band. Take it away, fellas. All right. One, two, ready, and... A beep-bop for the score score skip scat for the rock ba da ba da beat a bop bop boy for the skip scat skip beat bop for the board skip scat for the bop bop beep bop Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Fellas, what are you doing? I'm playing the ukulele. Well, duh. But why? You know, I think it really adds some spice to our jazz band. Plus, doesn't it sound awesome? No. 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 We can't have a ukulele here. This is a serious jazz band. But I am serious, man. I think the ukulele could really bring some something new to the band, you know? Shouldn't we have a ukulele jazz band? Because it sounds terrible. <sighs> well, come on, man. I mean, just give me a chance. I think we should be able to, you know, experiment things with our music. I mean, isn't that what the jazz band is all about? Just give me one more chance. One more chance to prove myself. I mean, she does have a point. I think we should give her another chance. Okay, one chance. But if this doesn't go well, you're out of the band. Okay, thank you so much, man. Thank you, thank you. Don't worry, I won't let you down. All right. One, two, ready, and skip up for boys, keep scat for four, put a four, 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 keep scat for put a bullet ball, bit of up, bit of up, bit of up, bit of up. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, stop, stop. It's so gross. I can't do this anymore. I quit. I'm gonna find another jazz band to join that isn't full of a bunch of crazy people. Look at what you did. Now we don't have a singer. If she's out, I'm out. I don't want have time to mess around with a ukulele. Yeah, man, I'm out too. I just don't see how this is gonna work. Like I said, this is a serious jazz band. Take your ukulele and go back to the streets. Guys, guys, I think I can add some serious flavor to the jazz industry. Something new, something big, something no one's ever heard of before. I'm telling you guys, wait up, wait up. Well... This has been the Jazzy Jazz Band on Jazz Corner. Tune in tomorrow for Jazz Corner for an hour of jazz performed live by the Frazzle Jazzles. This is a special presentation of Young Artist Spotlight. Mirror, Mirror on the Radio, a radio play written and produced by students in the drama department at Stockdale High School in Bakersfield. Welcome to The Fishing Hour, where we tell the best fish jokes. Guys, what do you call a fish with no eyes?
I don't know what, what? you call what do you call it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's like good. No eye in it. Okay, okay, I got one. Where do fish keep their money? I don't know where do where? they keep it. In a river bank. Oh, oh a river bank. Yeah. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I got one. Why did the fish get bad grades? Why? Because they were below sea level. I like knew I got that. Yeah. Same. Okay, but what do you call a fish with no legs? Uh, what do you call? I don't know. A fish. Oh, because fish don't have legs. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's so smart. Okay, okay. I got another. What's the best way to communicate with a fish? What? I don't How? know. What is it? You drop it a line. Oh, uh, like fishing. I Guys, get it. you know. We're, we're really sorry about these terrible fish jokes. We just feel so guilty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now, the adventures of an elite team of special forces. KSTHS presents The Bomb Squad. Hello, welcome back to KSTHS News. Breaking tonight, as I'm here on the I-5 freeway reporting a watermelon transport truck that is tipped over. Watermelon is across all four lanes. I'm here with officers Snyder and Wright. Let's check in and see how they're doing. Wait, weren't we told to be careful of a bomb threat earlier today? Well, this is it. I bet they hid the bombs inside of the watermelons. Oh, wow, you could be right. It could be... Wait, no, no, no. Don't eat the watermelons. Wait, should we call them? No, not them. Anyone but them. They're so annoying. Do we have to call them? Um, I couldn't help but overhear you guys' conversation, and I'm uh, pretty sure you have to. But do we, like, have to? <laughs> yes, uh, I think legally you have to. Uh, Le- legally? Legally? Yes, you have to call them! Okay, fine. Uh, do you want to call them or should I? You just do it. Hey, stop touch- touching the watermelons! Schneider, come help me, please. Okay, I'm gonna need everyone to please move back. Come on, back, everybody. I got this covered, just go call them. Okay. This is Officer Schneider on the I-5 with the truck spilled. We need to call him the, um, the, the bomb squad, over. What seems to be the situation? Earlier today, we were told to be wary of a suspicious activity because of a recent bomb threat. Oh, were you told to be careful of a bomb threat? Who told you that? Your superiors? It, yes, they did. Okay, you realize you brought in music with you. Yeah, you brought a jukebox. How did you even get a jukebox here? I'm sorry, what? Okay, but our jukebox is the coolest thing there is, along with our black badges. This is a crime scene! Okay, but our laminated certificates allow us to have whatever we want. We're in charge now. You're not in charge. I don't know what you're going on about. Certificate. We all have them. We have a laminate certificate. Uh, those extra 50 cents tells us we are in charge. Oh, wow. Yeah. You get extra 50 cents? You don't even do anything. What do you get money for? They come from taking charge from you, silly We uses. literally work the same. Yeah, uh, we're job is very dangerous. The extra 50 cents says Hello. otherwise. Yeah. Okay, we're professionals here. You Can you act Oi, like it, please? Stop bickering and get to work. I'd really like to not die on the side of a freeway today. Sorry, miss. Sorry, ma'am. 
Okay, officers, uh, we'll handle this. Uh, just go handle the bystanders. Make sure they don't touch anything or eat the watermelons. Can you do that? Yes, sir. Whatever, let's go uh, check out the truck and the melons. Okay, well, I just had a genius idea of how we can tell if there's bombs inside. We just shake it, and then if it rattles, then there's obviously a bomb in there. And if it doesn't, then we're good to go. Smart, smart. See, this is why we're in charge. Exactly, exactly. Hey, listen to this one. It kind of rattles. That's true, it does. You know there's only one way to solve this? Of course. Smash Smash it. it. Uh, I guess the watermelon was normal. No bomb. Well, it is pretty hot out today. Maybe we should grab a slice for our hard work. Totally agree. Welcome back to KSTHS News. I'm here now with Charles, the truck driver on the scene. Charles, can you recount what happened for us and uh, what were you feeling in that moment? Well, gosh. I was driving down the I-5 on my way to San Diego from St. Louis Obispo. While I was driving and listening to the radio, I tried to pull into the right lane, but my wheel was stuck. So then I kept trying to turn it, and somehow it broke. Anywho, I ran into the wall, and all the cargo tipped over and spilled. I'm just assuming I'll be unemployed soon. Thank you very much, Charles. I'm sure that was terrifying for you. Um, do you think I could get a ride? No, go on. Scatter off. Now, over here we can see a bystander who seems to be eating a watermelon. Um, miss, you can't do that. What do you mean? Those two officers are doing it. It's actually quite good. Would you like to try some? No, I don't want to try some. Where are the two officers? Right, sh- Oh my gosh. Oh, there you are. Uh, excuse me, ma'am, I need you to please step back. Officer? Officer, the other ones are eating the watermelons. <sighs> Officer, is he- what? Stop doing that. But, but this is the best way to find out whether they're bombs. You're smashing them open with a hammer. How in the world is that a good idea? Hey, um, this is our job, okay? It's in the title, Bomb Squad. Okay, we got it. Right, Boiler? Exactly. We know what we're doing. And actually, we used our foot too, not just a hammer. And it's a great idea, but, um, something's ticking. Come here. See? Okay, I just smashed another one and there's nothing. We smashed, like, five now, okay? If these five don't have it, the rest probably don't. Wait, what? No, hey, put that... Snyder, run. And now for the conclusion of Mirror Mirror on the Radio a radio play created and produced by the Drama Department at Stockdale High School in Bakersfield. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the new radio show, Night Terrors. Okay, well, I am beat. I'm going to head to bed now. Good night, everyone.
We are your sleep paralysis demons. Um, nice to meet you. No handshake. Okay. Um, let me just check your file. It says here your name is Wyatt Doyle. That's a fun name. So it's our first day on the job. We're kind of nervous, kind of excited. Let's just just jump right into it then. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Boo! That that worked, right? That was scary? Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Mm. What? Hey. Hey, why aren't you answering her? Answer her. Oh, you don't want to make me angry. Okay, is like anyone else going to see? He's literally drooling everywhere. And oh my god, look at his hair. Okay, this is the reason why this kid is never ready for school. It's ridiculous. Guys, we are failing, okay? The boss man is going to kill us. Wyatt is scary. He looks scary. He is scarier than us. No one's hair should be that red. Mm. <laughs> we are doing so bad. We suck at the job. We should just give up. <laughs> okay. No. You guys are really impossible. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to tell you that. My name is Fear for a reason. Guys, 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 guys. Hi, guys. Um, okay, okay. Calm down, okay? That was just... That was just a practice round. I was just messing around. This time I'm serious. Let's try it again. Okay. You got this. Uh, uh, rah. Yeah, uh, rah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you got it. Yeah, Thank yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Is he, is he rolling his eyes? Oh, he better not be rolling his eyes at us. You know what? He's going out the window. I can't. He's going out the window. No, no, the... don't throw him out the window. He could get hurt. I, I mean, I don't like humans, but we don't have to physically hurt him. <laughs> okay, you guys absolutely what? disgust me. You know what? I cannot believe I left the A-team to work with you idiots on this guy. Left? Didn't you get kicked off the other team, dummy? Wait, we're the B-team? Okay, yeah. that is besides the point. You know what? I... Guys, okay, we we have to go, okay? The sun is coming up. We need to leave right now. Is no one else scared? Why is no one else scared? We're going to get caught. We're going to get fired. Guys, I am panicking. Okay, um, you know, honestly, I think we did a great job, guys. Yeah, uh-huh. We'll be back for you, Wyatt. Uh. <gasps> what a weird dream. <laughs> Who opened the window? It's freezing in here. Stay tuned for the next episode of Night Terrors on the radio. Welcome back to another episode of The Murder Mansion, where we listen to the stories of the infamous Murder Mansion and its inhabitants. Enjoy the show. John, thanks for inviting us. Thanks. Yeah, thank no problem. So I'm, uh, I'm really glad yeah. you guys could have uh, come out here. Where'd you get this food, though? It's kind of um, interesting. Yeah, it's very different. Um. <coughs> oh, Josh, are you okay? Josh. 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 Oh my gosh, what's happening? Um, maybe I think we need to call an yeah. ambulance, you guys. I think he's suffocating. John, where did you get uh, this food? The, the dollar what? store. You said it was going to be a meal. Josh. Uh, okay, you guys, we need to just we need 
We need to calm down. We need to just get an ambulance for Josh, okay? Josh? Josh. I think it might be a little too late for that. My gosh. John, the body's missing. Do you, do you guys want to stay here for, like, dessert, maybe? Or, like, we could, uh, I don't know. Okay, I think we should, like, go because the food is horrible I, and I it's scary in here. Yeah, me too. Okay, but what about Josh's body? We can't just leave after, you know, a person dies and then disappears. John, where, where did you even get this place? Last time I knew it, you were living in a box. Well, I, I was outside my box, and in the mailbox, I, I got a pair of keys, and I got a big house, and I figured, cool, free free stuff. Well, now a body has gone oh missing. Oh gosh. Why would you do that? Yeah, I could- I, I, I think we should call the police. Yeah, let's just- let's just call the police, we'll explain what happened. I mean, there's enough witnesses, like, they won't target us or anything. But- but if we call the police, then- yeah, then yeah, I have I to pay for you. the house. No, I think calling the police is a good idea. Yeah, John. Fine, fine, go ahead, go. It's a deadline. I, I didn't, I didn't pay the phone bill. What do you mean you didn't pay the phone bill? I'm poor! The lights are out again. Oh my... What was that? No, but I just know that the phone is not in my hand anymore. I'm literally so scared. Can we go? Can we? Someone turn on the lights or something? Thank you. You guys? Hey, <gasps> um. Hey, why is Emily wrapped funny. around the phone cord? We need to get out of here. I'm sorry. Maybe maybe it's a cruel joke. Maybe they're Maybe, maybe it's a big game of playing. Like, hide-and-seek and stuff, and they're all hiding she upstairs. She doesn't look like she's hiding to me, John. John, this is outrageous. Maybe, maybe they are hiding, supposedly. Maybe John's just all on, like, in on this or something. Maybe we should go upstairs and check real quick to see if anyone else is in the house, and then if there's not, we just go outside and we try to call the yeah. police. You just wait till my mom hears about this. Yeah, yeah, good idea, good idea. Let's, let's do that. You guys, these stairs are really creaky. How old is this house? All I got were a pair of This one is crap. Kendra! Kendra, please tell me you're okay. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's fine. It's only like a three-story drop, if anything. Three? Three, three stories? She's definitely It could be dead. like four stories, though. Yeah, okay. She's dead. Maybe this is still a cruel joke, maybe. Um, okay. Why don't we split up, search the rest of the house, and then if we can't find them, we just we leave and we go report this, okay? Oh, they're all dead, and soon we're gonna be too if you keep Ah, uh, yes, the splitting house. up. The best thing to do in any murder mystery. I don't know what to do, John. Do you have a better idea? No, not really. Okay, John, you can come with me. Brooke, MJ, you guys can go search the left side, and we'll be on the right. Yeah, we will. Okay, I'll call you if I find anything. I think I see something! The um... What was that, John? Um... 
I know it's not the glass fill. Now is not the time for jokes, John. This is serious. We need to go check where they are. I'm I'm just trying to lighten the mood. I'm sorry. Let's go. Let's go look. MJ, Brooke, are you guys okay? Do you see what I see? I, I definitely see what you see. John, we need to get out of here. I'm sorry, but we do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's let's just get this as is far a as cool prank. Let's get as far away as we can. Yeah, okay. Just watch out for the stairs around Okay, that. I'll Okay, you guys, this really isn't funny. Hello? Is anyone there? You guys, you guys can come out now. Please? <laughs> this concludes our broadcast day. Signing off and good night from everyone at KSTHS. You've been listening to a special extended version of Young Artist Spotlight on Valley Public Radio, featuring an original radio play, Mirror Mirror on the Radio, written and produced by the students in the drama department at Stockdale High School in Bakersfield. Big thanks to Stockdale drama teacher Guinevere Park Hall, who brought this idea to us. Thanks to all the students who participated in the production. Special thanks to those students who were able to join us for the discussion at the beginning of this program, Richard Blow, John Bollinger, Kendra Herrera, Brooke Moreno, Maddie Moreno, Sarah Skenfield, and Bianca Isabel Vasayo. Support for Young Artist Spotlight comes from the Bonner Family Foundation and from the California Arts Council's Arts in Public Media Grant. For Valley Public Radio, I'm David Alse. Mm-hmm.